Hi there, this is episode 86. Today we're talking about how to create a calm, simple holiday season. You are listening to the Simple Families Podcast, a Q&A style show that brings you solutions for living well with family. Here's your host, Danae Barahona. Hi there, Danae here. This is episode 86, and today we are talking about holiday traditions. I am going to share a little bit with you about how we've worked towards creating a simple, calm holiday season in our family. And as always, I encourage you to take a little and leave a little from these episodes. The things that work for my family are not necessarily going to work for yours and vice versa. My family does celebrate Christmas, so if you hear me talking about Christmas or referencing Christmas traditions, that's why. But I do hope and I intend to share bits and pieces that will fit for families that celebrate any of the different holiday occasions. And if you're feeling this holiday season overload right now, I am going to be running the Mental Unload program again in January. The Mental Unload is a systematic step-by-step plan to decrease the overwhelm and detox from all of the craziness and busyness in particular of the holiday season. So after the holidays, if you're looking to find some peace and calm and joy, I would love to have you join me in the Mental Unload. You can go to simplefamilies.com forward slash unload to sign up and keep in touch for more details on that. Moving on. Typically in the Simple Families question and answer episodes, I take one question and I really own in on it. But today I have a whole variety of questions from the Simple Families Facebook community and via email. So I am going to work through a short little list of questions for you. So I'm going to start it off with a question about decorating. Here it is. I'm curious about how much decorating you do. I've been scaling down on the seasonal decorations this year. It's less stressful, but a little sad. I'm wondering if you've been able to find a nice balance with this. One thing that I think it's really important to keep in mind is that in different seasons of your life, you're going to have different types of traditions and you're going to have different types of priorities. Just because you choose not to decorate much this year doesn't mean that that's what you're going to choose forever. So it's not like you've stopped decorating for the holidays. Maybe you're just taking a break because that's not where your priorities are right now or you have other things that you really want to focus on. I too have definitely scaled back on decorating and I've went through my holiday decorations and really chose to focus the things that I really love getting out every year. And for our family, as far as physical, tangible pieces of decorations, that's usually a few favorite Christmas tree ornaments that we have saved over the years. So in addition to our Christmas tree, we have two wreaths outside of the house and then our stockings, which are hanging by our wood stove. So by typical American standards, it's probably a very under-decorated house, but it feels like a good fit for us right now. I think when it comes to the holiday season specifically that we experience the holiday spirit and decorations from all of our senses. So it's not just the physical things and the things that we're seeing, but it's the things that we're smelling. It's those scents. So whether it's having a real pine tree in the house or having scented candles or soaps. I know I have a few hand soaps that I really love and always really make me think of the holidays throughout the year. So pulling out certain smells can be a really lovely way to help really feel like you're in the holiday spirit without having that physical clutter. 
Likewise, the same with tastes. So if you're eating things like gingerbread cookies and and drinking peppermint lattes or peppermint tea, whatever it might be, I think that we can also taste the holidays. It's truly a multi-sensory experience. We do a lot of listening to Christmas music in the car and feel like that really contributes towards us getting into the holiday spirit as well. So I think it goes so far beyond just actually buying decorations and physically hanging things up in your home. I think if you really tune into all of your senses and appreciate all of those different contributions, you don't really feel like you have such a barren home anymore because it's actually really much richer than that. Moving on to touch a little on holiday busyness. Here's the question. How do you cope with a huge volume of events? It seems so busy. We're not getting any simple quality time together. There's school assemblies for two kids, plays for two kids, parent socials, kids' birthday parties, Christmas parties, wreath-making evenings, carol concerts, people wanting to catch up before Christmas, decorating, card writing, organizing gifts. It's all lovely, but it's just so busy. When it comes to overplanning our holiday season, we really have to set the tone as parents, and that means finding the right balance that works for our own individual families. Being mindful that just because you're invited to an event and just because it sounds fun doesn't mean that it's always a great fit for your family and doesn't mean that the timing always works for you. Just because you're invited doesn't mean that you have to say yes. Give yourself some grace because even though these events can really brighten your day and they can really bring a lot to your life, sometimes they can take a lot out of your life and they can take a lot of energy out of you too. When you have young children, just getting them out of the house requires so much more, whether you're just loading them into the car seats, scheduling babysitters, making sure that they're getting their naps. It takes so much more energy and time to conquer even simple things, which makes it all the more important that we choose to do what we love and then we politely decline what we don't. As parents, we're steering the ship. That means we are in charge of keeping the calm and keeping the sanity in our homes. And this includes setting boundaries around the holiday season. The next question is touching on a similar note. Here it is. I've gotten pretty good this year on skipping activities and events that push me and my family beyond our threshold. But can we just talk about the guilt of doing that? For example, last night we went to our downtown Christmas event and we saw Santa, rode a pony, went to the petting zoo, got hamburgers, and had a great time. But we couldn't stay for the actual lighting of the tree and the Christmas carols. Our baby was starting to get tired, and we knew if we pushed it, it would end in chaos. The three-year-old really wanted to stay, but I knew that he was deteriorating too. I'm proud of us for leaving, but man, the whole way I walked back to the car, I was questioning the decision and feeling guilt for leaving. Okay, so instead of focusing on what you're not doing and what your kids are missing out on, Think about all the wonderful things that they are doing. You described such a wonderful day and all of the really special experiences that they had. When it comes down to it, actually seeing the lights flick on on the Christmas tree, probably not all that important. The most important thing is the time that you spent together. This makes me think of my favorite Walt Whitman quote, in the end, we were together. I forget the rest. Because it's not about what we're doing or even about what we're not doing. It's about the time that we're spending together and those relationships that we're building. So drop the guilt. Work to significantly decrease the number of obligations that you have around the holidays. Instead, try to focus on finding a balance that works for your family. I'm not a big fan of pushing for a lot of timed events, particularly events that require tickets. 
I would rather just find things that work around our own schedules whenever possible. And usually when you have kids, you never know exactly what those schedules are going to look like. Try to be responsive and in tune with your kids' needs and your own needs. When you make this a priority, the holidays and the events that you attend and the things that you do are going to be so much more enjoyable as a result. When it comes to the holidays, we spend a lot of time and energy trying to make it really magical for our kids. And sometimes I think that by doing that, we actually prevent them from creating a lot of the magic for themselves. It makes me wonder how many of our own parents went to such great lengths and levels of stress to create that magic around the holidays. Probably not many. Moving on to the next question. This question references episode 85, All About Sugar, which was an interview with Megan Lyons. So the question is, in the light of your recent sugar podcast, I would love to hear fun holiday treats or snacks that are low or no sugar to incorporate into the holiday season especially ones that can actually be bought and not just homemade. So you're right, we don't do a lot of sugar in our house, and we really don't even do a lot of sugar or sweets around the holidays. In episode 85, I mentioned the association that my husband has with cleanliness. So after the house is cleaned, he expects it to smell like oranges, because the smell of oranges means clean, because that's what he grew up with, that orange scent means freshly cleaned. And I liken that to the idea of associating sugar with the holidays. So there's a certain way that Christmas tastes and there's a certain way that Hanukkah tastes. These tastes that are so familiar that they've become synonymous with the holidays. And I think that that's a tradition that we can change in our own families if it's something we desire to do. I don't necessarily want the taste of Christmas in our family to be sugar. So we don't give candy and stockings. We actually really don't do candy at all. And when it comes to desserts, I try to stick to simple things. Um, We've really been liking this type of yogurt called Wii, like the French Wii, O-U-I. Recently, it's a little bit sweet and it comes in a really cute little glass container. And I think it just, it feels like kind of a special treat and it's something quick and easy from the store. Other things like kettle corn and dried fruit, especially dried blueberries. My kids really love dried blueberries, and that's a special treat. So it doesn't have to be traditional desserts in the way that we think of it. Maybe just something a little bit different and a little bit out of the norm of what you're used to having. Or instead, I love the suggestion that Megan had in episode 85 is take on a new tradition and go for a walk as a family or do something active rather than focusing so much of the day around food. The last question I'm going to take today is around tradition. I'd like more suggestions on creating traditions besides the typical holiday stuff, but more meaningful and deeper, simple traditions. I think when it comes to traditions, they mostly unfold naturally. I get a lot of questions around creating family traditions and people asking for ideas on simple traditions. But the truth is, I think that those traditions are going to come with time, with your family, as your family grows. And you're going to see that those traditions change as your family changes. Now, I think if there are existing traditions among your extended family or among your friends, things that you don't necessarily want to continue, I think by all means, go ahead and stop those traditions. I think if there's traditions around gifts that you don't necessarily agree with, too many gifts, or you're not crazy about the type of gifts, then you're the boss. You know, you're steering the ship. And if you do choose to avoid those traditions, then that's completely your business and that's your decision. 
But otherwise, just give it time. I know that our family, we just moved to outside of New York City from Texas. And because we were living in a warm weather Christmas area, now we're in a cold weather Christmas area. I think that our traditions are going to look a lot different. This year, we went out to get our Christmas tree and we went out on a tree farm in the snow, which was something that my family did when I was growing up. And that was really special to me. So in many ways, that felt like passing down a tradition to my kids that I had in my own family. But the reality is I haven't done that in 20 years or so, especially since the past few years since I've had kids and we've been living in Texas. So sometimes we pick and choose and sometimes things fit better for our families based on where we're living or the age of our children or our interests. And traditions don't have to happen every year. It's great to view them as a more dynamic or changing phenomena rather than something static that has to be the same and it has to happen every year just so. I think when we have really rigid ideas around tradition, we often end up disappointed because things that are out of our control end up disrupting them. So back to my favorite Walt Women quote, you know, in the end we were together, I forget the rest. So the take home for today is that the way that you celebrate the holiday seasons today and this year in 2017 is going to be very different from the way that you celebrate next year, five years from now, 10 years from now, and understand that it's always an ongoing changing process and that it's important to reassess what's important to your family at any given time and what's in the best interest of your family. So instead of being rigid about your expectations and about obligations, try to go with the flow and try to let go of some of that control and some of those preconceived notions around the holidays. Thanks for tuning in. This has been episode 86. If you want to stay in touch with Simple Families, go to simplefamilies.com and click get started.